The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tiffany Vondren, real estate broker with Fulton Grace. Tiffany, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. No, what a pleasure getting to know you. And uh, I would never have guessed you've been in real estate 14 years. You don't look even older than that to be. That's a long time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've seen a lot of things during that time. I have, yeah. That's crazy. Um, but let's start, where you, let's start by where you're from. Um, Freeport, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Like a lot of people don't know where no. it's from. I, I describe it as between Rockford and Galena. Oh, okay. So Northwest. Go, yeah, Northwest. Illinois, like two hours away from here. And that's where family, mm-hmm. just everybody's at? Um, well, I have two sisters. One is in the Naperville area, and then one is in California. But roots in Freeport? Like, how long has your family been there? Um, I think in that area for a long time. Like, my grandma lives in Galena, so kind of within that area. And what um, was it just like a natural thing that you were like, I can't stay here when yeah. I'm a kid? You're like, I had to go to the big city. It's too small for me. Like, yeah. I go back and I'm bored after like two days. Like, what is there to do here? Because you're a full on city girl now. Yeah. Now, how did you get into real estate? I went to school for paralegal studies and I was working for a real estate attorney and just didn't really, it wasn't really what I expected. Just changing forms with people's names and so then I decided to take the real estate licensing just to kind of learn more about the process. And uh, 2008, the firm downturned um, or started letting people go. Yeah. And so I was one of the, um, so I was like, oh, and um, decided to go into real estate <laughs> from there. <laughs> and I'm assuming you were like, go because of 08, right? Like because of everything that was happening? I think it was like right before it happened because it was like January 08, but I don't know if they... Oh, I had an impact because of it. Um, yeah. So I got to understand the mindset though of like, oh, I'm going to go into this <laughs> industry that's experiencing this downturn and, you know, what, yeah, what was going through your head? I don't, I was scared, but I I do think it was like one of the best things that happened though, because I mean, obviously I've been in real estate for 14 years, so I really enjoy what I do. And, um, I just think that I always thought like sales, like you have to be like a pushy salesperson. And for me, it's more about like building a relationship with my clients and having them know me and trust me and, um, providing information and being their friend through like the process. Absolutely. And where did you find, I guess, the most success in, in, in building that for yourself, right? The, the, the brand, the community, the, your strategy, all of the above. I think just like staying in touch with past clients and then getting referrals and continuous repeat business that's, over the years. And, and that's been like the, one of the things we're talking about was your database, right? Like, and how you use that. And, um, it's been very, very impressive. I mean, just how you've, grown it organically and word of mouth being kind of where your bread and butter is, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what about social media? How, um, how has that played an impact uh, in everything since social media wasn't that big, I'm assuming, when you got into the game? No, it wasn't. Um, I, still, I still feel like I struggle with some things, especially video, but I'm trying to get better at it just so people can see me and see a brand and, you know, put a name with a face and um, just try to constantly put myself out there. Now, being 
out there, but also not feeling salesy? How do you balance that? Just try and be like personal, just be who I am. And people are going to relate to that and want to work with me. Have you found it difficult to like actually do that? Or do you, do you feel like it's still a little forced? Um, I, th- I feel like I'm getting better at it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a challenge to overcome, right? Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about when you first started in, in choosing the, the agency that you went with. Because you, you've been with Fulton Grace now for uh, three years, right? Right. Um, so when I started, I was on a larger team, kind of learning the process from the other team. And uh, I helped her with buyers. And then I also took the lead on the rental division that we had. So I would help all of the buyers that would decide to rent instead of continuing to buy, I would help them. And then our landlords, instead of, you know, if they couldn't sell their property and they wanted to lease it out, I would take the lead and help them through that process. So I got really good at rentals. And so when I was looking to change companies, that was one of the reasons why I chose Fulton Grace was because they have the property management division, they have a rental division, and then they also have the sales division. And it also helped build more of the network from there, like helping clients find an apartment and then staying in touch and doing a great job. And then they would go to buy you know, the next year, and then I would help them with that process and then continuously getting referrals from there. Oh, interesting. So when, how, I mean, you were focused mostly on the rental uh, aspect of it up until recently, up until like the Fulton Grace? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And, and then I think once I made the switch, I continued to get more and more sales. And again, like I was going on my own from from a team. So I was kind of building my brand and building my business from there. Yeah. So, uh, so you were with the team for a while then? Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. Like, I was on a couple different teams. Okay. But all within mm-hmm. the same company? Mm-hmm. Now, what was the biggest thing you had to learn or overcome going on your own? I think just constantly you know, like being out there and building my business. Um, when you say being out there. Like just constantly like in front of your database and reaching out to past clients and getting referrals from them and, you know. What, what was the, I guess, in terms of asking for referrals, right? You hear everyone saying how referral business is, is always your number one business, right? But asking for the referral is something that, not a lot of people feel comfortable doing. How did you find, uh, or what did you find to be the most authentic, but also, you know, direct way of getting those referrals? I actually just had that conversation with my coach earlier today. Um, I was telling her how I still struggle asking and she was just saying like, you have a great personality. People like you, people want to work with you. So if you're in touch with them and you're helping them, they want to also help you in return. So, you know, reaching out, seeing how they're doing and what I can do for them. And then they want to naturally, you know, if somebody mentions real estate, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you have to call Tiffany. So, And how long have you worked with the coach now for? Uh, two years. What made you or what inspired you to go actually get a coach? Uh, well, TJ uh, from Fulton Grace, the president and owner, um, thought it'd be a great thing. Um, other agents in our office were doing it and that's the whole point is that they want you to be in front of your database and constantly in touch with them because that's the type of clients we want to work with instead of cold business. Um, and he's like, I think that you'd be really good at this. That's amazing. And you mentioned the education piece. What, um, how do you put together the education part or making it available to your clients? Is it something that you're constantly having to, you know, do over and over? If so, like what approach do you take? 
And if you're using content for that, you know, a combination of that, what does that look like for you as far as providing that value through education for your clients? Well, I think that's one of the things that is great about the coaching because there's always a topic. Uh, we have two calls a month, but there's always like a theme for the month. And the, you know, like earlier this year when there were several multiple offers, we were discussing strategies of what we could do for our buyers to win multiple offers. So I just think it helped me educate my clients better by having the coach you know, going through. And then in the coaching calls, you're on a group with um, two other agents that are in different areas of the country. So you kind of get to hear what's going on in other markets as well. And then that helps in my business as well. Interesting. Um, One of the things that we were talking about earlier was just how, you know, there's some agents that, that go down to the neighborhood, right? And they're like, I'm only doing this neighborhood. But we were talking earlier and you said that you um, had a property out in the, kind of out in the burbs, you know, but living in the city. What for you, where'd you find that focus or where'd you find um, that harmony for you in terms of the area that you picked or, or just how you um, approach your coverage map? Um, well, I, like I would say, like a lot of my business is by referral. So, um, you know, I don't work in just one area. I'm pretty much all over Chicago. And then ever since COVID, I've started going to the burbs more because a lot of people are moving out to the burbs, more space and, you know, not needing to be as close to the city anymore. Yeah, you mentioned that. Do you, did you find that because of the pandemic that had a, a huge impact on that? I think so, yeah. Because before then, I really didn't have a lot of people moving out that really? way. Yeah. Now it's just a matter of space and yards? Yeah. <laughs> or is it more the city? Just yeah. What, what, why do you think that is? Is it because of that? Or is it because of the negative impact that, or the negative uh, press that, the city has gotten. I think it might also be like my business too, you know, like I've helped them clients yeah. buy and then it's been several years and now they're ready for that next chapter, ready to move to the suburbs to have more space and a yard. And so you're just seeing them from renters, probably single to yep. buying family. Kids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, tell me about this moment uh, in your life with your niece um, that impacts you to this day that has set you on a different path um, to do what you do? So my niece was diagnosed with leukemia when she was four. Um, and she was in the hospital for, I think, almost two months. And I went there all the time to visit. It just really had an impact on me just seeing all the sick children every time I would visit. And that was 2019. So that year I started a, an annual toy drive uh, for Comer Children's Hospital. Um, so yeah, so I've continued to the first year, uh, I was able to collect 90 toys and the hospital, like she was in tears. Both of us were in tears. Like when I dropped them off, she was just like, thank you so much. Like, I can't believe you got this many toys. And I was like, you know, it's just, I think part of, partly my personal story behind it. So people just wanted to give and it was amazing. Like they barely all fit in my car when I pulled up. It was just like jam packed toys. It was amazing. Uh, And so now when, how long ago was this that you started it? 2019. Okay. So this would be my fourth year. Oh, and so I'm assuming your, your niece is doing well. Yes. Okay, good. Yep. Cancer free. Um, Good, good, good. That's amazing (laughs) to hear. So, so what, how has it grown since then? Then like, um, I mean, obviously the pandemic had some impact on it, but you still were doing it, right? Yeah. So during the pandemic, we just had to do it through Amazon wishlist and have the gifts Mm. sent directly to the coordinator at the hospital. Um, But then last year I had an event and um, collected toys and then also collecting toys through my office, past clients. 
Um, so this year I'm just trying to figure out where to where to host the toy drive. So so no no place yet this time. No, nope. okay. I need to get on it because it's early December, so I've got a couple months. Now, if um, like, are you doing this on your own, or uh, is this part of something bigger? It's on my own, but I kind of push it out to my referral partners, um, you know, other le- my lenders, insurance agents, financial planners, and then they can push it out to their database too. Okay. And then it goes out to all my past clients and uh, social media. Well, it seems like you're really passionate about it. I am, yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I also wanted to bring up just how you recently got back from Greece, right? I did, yes. I, I was asking you, but it was, like, it was a work <laughs> trip. Yeah. Tell me about that. So um, Main Street Real Estate Organization had a trade mission to Greece. Um, It was a 10-day trip, but then a friend and I extended it and stayed for seven more days. Of course you did. Uh, (laughs) Just to, I mean, because we saw a lot of Greece. So for the trade mission, it was nine different cities. And so it was really cool to see areas of Greece that weren't as developed um, but then, of course, my friend and I had to go to Santorini because that's what everybody, yeah. that's where everybody goes when they go to Greece. So. Gotcha. And how was the trip as far as the real estate part? It was amazing. It was just, it was really cool to see the housing there and meet some of the developers and meet mayors of the city and just you know, some of the ones that were more up and coming, just trying, you know, meeting the mayor and hearing how they're trying to establish the city. And it's, I mean, it's gone through a lot of changes, though. Mm-hmm. What is the information that you're hoping to bring back with you here? Like for what purposes? I think just being able to help clients. Like I also own my own Airbnb and, you know, if anybody that are my clients or anybody wants to purchase investment properties or Airbnb properties, I want to be able to help them with that. Um, You know, Greece is a beautiful place. So if people want a second home there, I would love to help and put them in touch with the people that I met while I was there. I met several agents as well. Um, do you have Airbnb? I'm assuming stateside. Um, it's in Michigan. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Do you find that a lot of your clients are asking about that are moving towards that or has your business shifted because of, you know, either house hacking or Airbnbs, investment properties? Not yet, but I'm trying to get more people to consider it, like jump in and buy real estate and have investment properties and, you know, build wealth over time by owning I mean, that's a, that's kind of where like it's trending, right? Or at least you're seeing a lot on social media where house hacking has become a big part of, you know, the, the social media trends on especially real estate, right? Um, do you think that it's something that um, will evolve in terms of your clientele? Like as you're, like you have this database, you reach out to people. Is that something that you want to start, um, I guess, educating more on? Yeah, definitely. Um <laughs> Because with the house hacking, if, you know, they can live in their house and then have their other, you know, if it's a multi-unit and they have their other tenants paying for their mortgage, like it's a win-win. Like they're living for free and then they have, you know, building equity in a property. Now, is this Greece tip like a a one-time thing or is this something that is going to be like other (laughs) countries for, for looking for real estate? So, well, so I already looked into when the next trade mission is and they're going to Costa Rica next year. And I've been to Costa Rica once and absolutely loved it. So I'm considering going on that one too. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) So when you think about your future, what does the vision look like for real estate, for your brand? I mean, is it international? I mean, you got a lot going on. I know. Um, Well, I mean, Definitely Chicago, but if I can expand and help, um, you know, build build business in other areas, then definitely. What advice would you give to um, realtors now that 
things have started to slow down a little bit from what it was a couple of years ago, right? But you, you've, you've seen the market uh, change and, you know, ebbs and flows through it. Now, for those that, that are a little newer and haven't experienced that, what advice would you give to riding the wave? Well, I think there's a lot of um, uncertainty in the marketplace. So I think just reaching out to everybody in your database, letting them know um, what's going on and being a resource for your clients that, you know, that's going to help. Have you noticed that the communication between clients has changed for you? Like are people, are you, are you noticing that impact in, um, yeah, in your business? Yeah, I'm, no- I'm noticing a lot of fear. And so I'm just trying to explain what's going on in the market and help clients if people not listen to the news. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, are you getting a lot of panic though or? Yeah. Or just like a lot of people wanting to hold off because the rates are 7% because everybody saw at 3% and now they're panicking about it, but you got to jump in and invest in real estate and then hopefully you can refinance in a few months when the rates go down. Like don't wait until the rates go down and everybody else decides to jump into buying. How are people like, are, are they receptive to that? Some are. Yeah. Some, but not most. Yeah. <laughs> um, if people want to support you, follow you, how can they find you online? How can they reach out? They can find me on Instagram as Pool Shark Broker. And that's also my um, Facebook. Awesome. Well, Tiffany, thank you so, so much for coming in, sharing your story, being a part of this community. Can't wait to see, you know, all this international travel and where it leads you to. (laughs) Thank you.